Episode 4, Stilettos, Rock Concerts and Tales of the Unexpected. Episode 4 explores Valenti non-fit injuria. Does your employer specify? Do not wear stilettos or else you might risk a slip, trip and fall. Are we alert or should we be alarmed from work parties? travel to rock concerts. In this episode we discuss the challenges and the degree of preparation that can be undertaken when work suddenly changes in place and space to consider all the variabilities. Hello and welcome to the Why Work podcast series. You are listening to Trace Vitkovsky, Sarah Bazell, and Alan Girl. There are other cases which are just as complex but not as salacious. Um, if a person goes away on work and they go out to dinner with their work colleagues and have a few drinks and then they get hit by a car on the way back to their motel room, do they have a claim or do they not have a claim? It didn't encourage them to drink to excess, but mm. the meal, the dinner, was part of a work-related event and certainly within the contemplation of their job. Walking down in your stilettos and you've got cobbled pavers and you connect and you fall and you, you hurt your, your leg, could an employer say, well, what were you doing wearing high heel shoes in the first place? Or would they simply accept that claim? It was work-related. You were, you were having dinner with colleagues. You were staying overnight in Canberra or wherever. What do you think? I wasn't contravening any PPE requirements. In other words, they didn't say I couldn't wear stilettos. Yeah, I think you'd be okay with that. Well, it often comes down to a very fine distinction. I don't think any employer would say to their employees, don't have vigorous sex while you're away you, on a on Would you think you needed to have to say that, right? And no. please don't no, no. hold on to, don't swing across the, yeah. the, don't, the do room. Do not touch the curtains. chandelier. Don't but, yeah. pull on but, the light chandelier. But by the same token, you wouldn't say, listen, enjoy your dinner, but don't wear those stilettos, Trage. Yeah. Trash. <laughs> so well, my biggest you know, employment this is, is the point. You get the lines do get blurry, as you said. Like, how dare you? Every evening, if I want to wear them, I will. But then I fall. I get caught. You know the little gaps in the cobble, particularly when you're walking down oh, Anne Street, little cobble streets. I, I get was, caught and I fall. I was in year ten, year eleven. My had I was the mafiosa gal in a school play, and yep. my one big line was related to. I'm supposed to pull out a lighter that was in a garter belt. Fish stockings right little ruched skirt and stilettos walk across the stage pull out this lighter and say let me light up your life just before the scene changes oh, okay. right? I was so this is my line I pull out the lighter I can't get across the stage because these are high school plays with cheap blocks oh, made the stage yes. and my stiletto is stuck in the stage I'm there not kidding See? I'm trying to move and I'm thinking no my two seconds of fame right <laughs> they oh, had to dim the lights and I was reaching across and I couldn't this, light up his cigar. This happens. <laughs> so this is work, but this is your example you raised, Alan. So, okay, now add to the mix, I've downed a bottle of uh, some Cab Sav and I've, I've got my stilettos on and I fall. One, I had one glass then I had another one. I think amongst the high court, they would accept that a single glass away yes. trip would be okay. But if you drank yeah. the whole bottle... Um, you, you might have difficulty in yeah. maintaining your claim. See, it's all about this reasonableness, and but you've really got me thinking about this B, because up until that case that you've indicated, I'd sort of, I was mindful, 
I was alert but not alarmed, to quote John Howard. Um, I, I really, I wasn't heightened, but I, I wonder now about the B, given that I, I know, but I don't expect to tell my employer that, oh, look, I think I'm I, I having a reaction to Bs or whatever, but but it's an interesting case you raise. Because well, like, I'm seems, working out of the office. It seems unclear now when you have workers who used to be confined, if you will, placed in a space that was known, placed in a known space, who are now at home. So it used to be clear if you had a, a council worker, for example, working outdoors, it was known that they'd work outdoors and hang on, we know even in our hazard reports or safe work method statements, there's a note about flora and fauna, okay? That's already been defined around their work systems and that we have to be cautious and there could be this problem arising. But suddenly you're a worker who's not used to mm. not being in uh, this space, who's working from home, and you're, you now have these same exposures. So you're talking about almost a privileged position of seems like choice. Yeah. So you can choose days that you might come into the office sometimes. Yeah. You may have the autonomy, the agency to choose when you're home. And we've got workers who just don't have that luxury, the frontliners. You know, we've got inequities that are building exponentially because there's this disparate way of working. Different right. ways of treating, different ways of testing the law now. The protections are different. What happens with the worker that is out on site and they exposed to trauma, they're not allowed to rest, recuperate, work from home. Well, Trace, what about you've got that case uh, that you know about of the security guard at a concert? An intriguing case involving um, a security guard whose job is to crowd control at a live outdoor concert. It was out at uh, Parramatta in, um, in the West of Sydney. Now, the artist, a very popular artist, decided to signal to the audience, let's high five. The artist was willing to physically contact with, by way of a high five with his adoring fans. Now, as a result of this, there was this tumultuous rush of excitement, as you would at a concert, because a good concert essentially means if your ears are ringing the next day, it was probably a good concert. It's going to be loud. And that's just not from the decibels coming out from the speakers, but the roar of the crowd. Now, as a result of the roar of the crowd, there's no issue about physical like trampling, no often the, the, the ingredients at, um, at large festivals when things go awry. No, this was a simple case of exuberance, huge roar and a huge vibe and the security guard sustained a heart attack and died. So he died in the line of his ordinary his course of work. This person didn't have the choice then just to choose, you know, I'm just gonna work from home today. <laughs> mm. Cases like that, it's it's extreme, but, but for me, uh, it's a curious case because the fact that um, it was allowed and very, well, no, you wouldn't almost, you would exactly expect lots of loud noise. So I guess in a case like that, it's extreme, it's unusual, but, but nevertheless, um, it, it's a work-related incident. That's certainly a challenge for somebody to be responsible for that. And you sometimes question how much should the worker also know and understand about where they're going to work and what the circumstances mm. are of work. Or, you know, is that too much, uh, I guess, disparate thought that, that they should understand what they're going to be exposed to? Yeah, it's a, it's a very difficult thing when workers have uh, or develop a physical or psychological condition yes. that perhaps makes them more vulnerable at work than they were before they developed the condition. There's some opportunities to manage that like at the moment of employment where you, you might do a pre-medical assessment before they commence employment. 
and if they take sick leave, then you have the opportunity to say, uh, you can't come back to work until we have a medical certificate saying you're fit to return to work. But apart from those few opportunities, it's a very difficult thing for employers to manage. That, that's hard because you know I've been asked to do some of these functional assessments for workers, mm. and I continue to explain that it's a nice baseline of benchmark profiling, but it's point in time. The mm. predictive analytics or what it might predict in future circumstances is really low. Like, mm. how would you know under the circumstances at that time that there's not other stressors, something happening in the personal life that lowers the threshold tolerance, that it means a, an exposure that might have been routine in your job suddenly has more impact ah, than any other time, right? I, I do a workplace assessment. I say, oh, there's a couple of these past risk factors, but in fact, in the functional capacity, evaluation you could lift walk move no problem heart rate was regulated etc etc but then now he's in a noisy environment the whole crowd's high-fiving coming toward him lights are flying fireworks are going off whatever it is and he sustains a heart attack how are you supposed to really prevent and, and it's further complicated in that if you just look at employment law generally and even more so in the work health and safety space there's no voluntary acceptance of risk. So you can't say the worker has voluntarily accepted that risk and they've right. decided to yeah. you know, work in that environment by accepting the risk. We do kind of work around it in other ways, but the practical reality is the employer has to cater for the employee. And, and, and for social justice, if I just think about this perspective, uh, that here's an employee who may have some vulnerabilities, maybe it's in language, literacy, culture, you can also argue, well, they had no other jobs available to them. Yeah. So is it really fair that they should have turned down work when they needed to feed their children and they're sponsoring a family member coming over from yeah. overseas, right? So there's, there's those aspects of, well, hang on, it's easy to say, and I, you know, I find myself thinking that too, well, come on, you knew where you were going to work. Yeah. You understood what you were walking into. All he wanted was to feed his family. Work in the regions is always tight. High youth unemployment rates, just tough getting a job, especially a good job. Lots of employment agencies, trainers and general employment gatekeepers eking an existence from the industrially dispossessed. Still no work. Our young father in this story was desperate for a job. One came up as a welder. He had done welding for his uncle and knew his way around the workyard. He didn't have a hot works ticket or any welding related qualifications. The supervisor didn't ask, the young dad kept quiet. He'd figure the paperwork out later. On the first day, a short induction followed. There was some talk about getting documents organised. First task was to weld a lid onto a tank. He got on top of the metal tank and started welding, kept going. It was nearly time for smoko. Getting hungry, drip, drip, drip. Hot metal dripped into the tank. Drip, drip, drip. And then kaboom. The explosion was almighty. The tank was not purged. Hydrocarbons and oxygen, lethal. The worker didn't stand a chance. It was described as a senseless death in the media. It was. It didn't take long for the employer to plead guilty over this senseless death. It was fined. Management underwent training. This never should have occurred. The harm should have been recognised. This was beyond the potential for harm. This was a serious accident waiting to happen. And all he wanted was a job. Bring a pay packet home to his family, remembering and forgetting. Family.
that episode of Why Work. You've been listening to Trage, Sarah and Alan and if you'd like to know more about some of the things we've talked about today please subscribe and we'd be more than happy to provide you with information, names of cases and other things that may interest you. Please be aware that none of the matters we've talked about today should be construed as legal advice or any other type of advice. We're just here to talk about all things related to work. See you next time.